You're listening to Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mark. And let's give a warm welcome to singer-songwriter Alicia Blue. She's got an interesting history with music. It starts with her father, who learned English listening to Sam Cooke on his way to America to propose to Alicia's mom. She and I also decide that maybe we should trade dads for a day. But it wasn't actually her father who instilled the love of music in her. It was a relationship she developed with soul singer Malcolm Hayes. His music and friendship changed the path she was on. He also introduced Alicia to another huge influence in an unusual guitar teacher, which led Alicia to learn a few songs phonetically in Thai. Alicia is also a poet, and she describes the differences between her poetry and her lyrics. Now, as far as releases go, she's had a wild ride. Starbucks picked up a song from her first EP, and then two weeks after her first full-length album came out, the world went on lockdown. So, she decided to do a live stream to promote it instead. Unfortunately, she had appendicitis just before the stream and had to cancel. So now she's got a new EP out called Inner Child Work, and the timing seems pretty good. So go pick up the new release and give Alicia a follow at Alicia Blue Music. Follow us at Performance ANX. Buy a coffee at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety or merch at performanceanx.threadless.com. And now check out Alicia Blue and her music on Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Awesome. Let me know when you're ready. Cool. Hey, this is Alicia Blue, and Inner Child Work comes out on July 15th, and this is Performance Anxiety Podcast. My neighbor is like sawing something, so I should maybe put these in. Might be helpful. Sure, I, I mean I can't hear it, but if if you want to, you can. That's no problem. If you can't, awesome. If you hear it, just tell me. Sure. All right. Thank you for coming on. This is I've really enjoyed the EP. It's it was the first chance I had to listen, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan now. Awesome. So I want to find out a little bit more about. <laughs> how the EP came about. And I think to, the best way to do that is to really start from how you got into music in the first place. I mean, you were uh, more drawn to poetry than music growing up. Was there music in the household or was, was it an influence on you at all? Yeah, I, you know, there was not music in the household in terms of anyone playing an instrument. We had no instruments in the house. I had no music classes in this i went to like a private catholic school there was no music which is sad yeah um, so no zilch but i will say there was an insane love for sam cook since i was a baby my father actually learned to speak english listening to sam on wow. the plane uh flying to marry my mom my, my father's from mexico and he just was obsessed with sam cook and uh so I grew up when my dad would like, he was obsessed with fixing classic cars. So I grew up listening to uh, Sam a lot. And that was in my ear since a baby. That, I love your dad because <laughs> I'm a huge Sam Cooke fan and I grew up fixing up old cars with my dad. So I, I, oh, I, I you guys, yeah, you guys would love each other. Yeah. And then I would have to say he also, um, Linda Ronstadt, although the record that I know very well is not what everyone else knows. It's actually her mariachi record that my father was obsessed with. Canciones de mi padre. Yeah. My dad had that. I used to hear oh that. 
all the time. Yeah, she's in the uh, in the traditional dress, right? The picture, white, yeah. like a white blouse and the red. I'm on like the rose in her yes. hair. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I love your dad. I love your dad. <laughs> <laughs> we should just switch dads for a day. Yeah. <laughs> so you got into poetry more. Was that a direction you were thinking about taking instead of rather than music as uh, more than just like a, a creative outlet? Were you thinking about doing that, trying to get published? And I mean, once I was maybe... 19 sure um but not as a child i i had no it was a creative poetry was my creative outlet like when my parents got divorced when i was 12 and uh work like i just loved words um but no one ever really kind of you know there was no like shaping that direction okay. um and then i had like an english teacher in high school who kind of like pushed me into like hey maybe you could be an english teacher one day and then I, I went to college and I was like, okay, I guess I'll major in English so I can do something like that and be somebody. And then like first year in college, I was like, I'm not going to teach. I'm going to like be the thing and be the writer. And then that didn't even happen. I, I got oh. into music, which was a whole nother story. Oh man. So what really started pulling you into the, the, the musical side of things? I, in my last year of college, met this aging soul singer named Malcolm Hayes, and I spent like three years with him. He was in a wheelchair, and I kind of was like his caretaker, and I, when I was cleaning his house, found these old vinyl records and cassette tapes with his image and his name on them and took them home and was like, the fuck is this? Excuse my language. That's all right. It's a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... And was like, what is this? And then kind of was, you know, I had never sang before. I'd never played an instrument. I was like, could you teach me about singing? Because I, I just was obsessed with music as a fan, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I felt like I was sitting with the horse's mouth. So um, I spent like three years just like listening to music kind of as this like, you know, mentor student energy with Malcolm. And then he died in 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's why I'm a musician. And I think... I read that he introduced you to someone else who was very important to you. Guitar Nong. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, as you know, like, as I said, hadn't played an instrument and Malcolm lived in this like box, like a four wall box above Harvard and stone, which is like the coolest hipster venue you can play in LA, like tiny and hipster and bad oh, nice. sound. Yeah. Like bad sound, but nobody cares. You just <laughs> want to like, you got to play Harvard and stuff. So Malcolm lived above there and I actually like slept on his floor for a few years there in Thai town. And wow. one day we went to eat. It was probably the first time we went to, to grab a bite. There was a performer at the restaurant in Thai town and anyone in LA would know. And it was this woman who was singing like James Taylor and Joni Mitchell and Carol King and the Beatles. And it was like flawless, just like the finger picking, like just like a dream, like perfection, excellence. And he goes, you need to ask her how she does that. And I was like, what? (laughs) No. And then, so he nudged me and I did, and she hardly, she could hardly speak English, like little to none. And I couldn't believe it because she was singing all these songs in perfect English. And we actually became kind of like the best of friends for a couple of years. And she took me to buy my first guitar. Oh um, man. Me, like finger picking and yeah wow that's her, a, name, her name is Nong. 
That is amazing. So is she still around? She's moved back to Thailand now. She was here making money to send back. Um, You know, the money is better here. And uh, for her mother, um, who's now since passed on, but she's in Thailand. And I think like the closest connection I have with her now is like, maybe a Facebook friend. Oh, yeah. wow. Jeez. That's amazing. That's yeah. So were you performing with her? Was she, was it just more of a student teacher relationship? Oh, both. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. Um, I'm like, not sure if you read this anywhere, but I don't think it's like anywhere to be read, but I fucking learned some songs in Thai, like the phonetics of it. And seeing them at some of the restaurants with her and got paid like 50 bucks a night as like my first job. And (laughs) yeah, like you can like YouTube tie hit songs and like it has the English phonetics in parentheses and captions. And I would, I like studied like four of them and like, yeah. So, and, and then I sang like the classics with her, like the Carol King stuff, you know? on those shows on those get not they're not shows because you're singing at a restaurant where people right. are talking like yeah like I, i'm not sure i i mean i know why i did it but well yeah we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors this podcast is sponsored by better help without a healthy mind being truly happy and at peace is hard the good news is Therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Try doing that in person. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to Performance Anxiety listeners you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash performance anxiety. That's betterhelp.com slash performance anxiety. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hey guys, I've got some great news. Performance Anxiety and Pantheon Podcasts are giving away an exclusive VIP experience to see Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets. So head to pantheonpodcast.com slash Nick Mason to enter, find the link in the show description, or head over to our Twitter, Facebook, or Nick Mason's Facebook page for the link to enter to win. Head over to pantheonpodcast.com backslash Nick Mason to enter, find the link in the show description, or head over to our Twitter, Facebook, or Nick Mason's Facebook page for the link to enter to win front row seat upgrades a very special commemorative guitar pick shaped necklace carved down from a drum cymbal played by Nick Mason himself. You also get a selection of curated exclusive VIP merchandise, including a VIP laminate and lanyard, crowd-free shopping at a dedicated merchandise stand before the show, and on-site perks such as priority check-in, VIP express lane into the venue for ease of entry, 
and a dedicated customer service line. Nick will be playing in my area at the Lincoln Theater in D.C. on September 27th. And I'd love to meet up with a D.C. winner at the show. So enter now at pantheonpodcast.com backslash Nick Mason. Winners will be notified via email one week prior to the event. So enter now. That's amazing. So she couldn't speak much English and she's singing these English songs. You don't speak Thai and you learned phonetically how to perform a few songs. I have no idea what I was saying. That is amazing. That could have been like, you know, the filthiest Thai song ever. Who knows? Maybe it was. Did you start writing your own music at this point or were you just worried about playing? No, I was learning through Malcolm uh, how to use my voice because I had no chops at all. And then I would say right around the time Malcolm passed and Nong was now back and in Thailand, I was kind of on my own, you know, and that's when I started writing my own songs. Were you using your existing poetry and putting music to it or were you just starting songs from scratch? Uh, I would say, well, every song for me starts with lyrics. So yeah, I would say, you know, kind of both. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a different approach to writing poetry, uh, compared to lyrics? Um, mostly for me, everything is words and then I make it a song, but I guess to answer that when it's just too good as as words I can't fit it in I feel like it's usually the opposite for musicians so um that's why I always call myself a poet first but I yeah so to to answer your question once in a while I'll hit something that's like too good and I can't I'm not gonna take the reverence out of it to force it into to a song because songs are a format that is short form and uh, requires so much more than just words, right? Like there's right. like prosody and rhythm and melody, but words can, can like, it. and so, so once in a while I'll, I'll stumble upon something that has to stay a poem. That's like, you know, one out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a pretty good happens. ratio. It happens. And it's kind of fun when, when it's like, damn, this is just a poem. Love it. Yeah. So are you publishing your poems or are you just keep, keep them for yourself? So I am accumulating them to make a book when the time is, is right. Oh, that's wonderful. As a typical male in whatever <laughs> year I grew up in, poetry wasn't my thing, but I've had a couple poets on the podcast now and I'm really starting to get an appreciation for it. So it's, oh, cool. I'm really happy to, to hear that you're going to be releasing some. Awesome. Hopefully hopefully releasing it. Yeah. When did you start compiling songs? And and I guess figure you had enough for your first album because you, you had your first EP, was, which had the song magma, which yeah. got picked up by Starbucks. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Stay. 
Hey guys, I want to talk to you about socks for a second. Why not? It's a music podcast. But I tried a pair of socks from Boldfoot and loved them. I've only worn them once because my kids have stolen them. So in my household, that's the best endorsement I can give. And I guess it's fitting because the design I chose was jailbait. Wait, jailbird. 
The design I chose was Jailbird. I might keep that in. The socks are 100% American made and 5% of all proceeds go to veteran charities. It makes sense seeing that Boldfoot is a family and veteran owned company. They have a huge variety of styles. So check out boldfoot.com and buy some of the best socks you've ever slapped on your feet and help veterans while you're at it. That's boldfoot.com. And I'm assuming at that point you're, you're still writing, you're still working on some, because soon after that, you, your first album, your first full length came out yeah. right around the same time as the pandemic, if I'm, if I'm getting yeah. my timeline close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of Magma, I had a producer reach out to me and um, Jordan, and we had a blast making Brave Bird, which I was able to, I had a band at that, finally at that point, after all, all of the, the you know, the couple year and a half before that. And it was magical making that, but uh, April 29th is the release date. And I think lockdown was March 12th. And, and then a week later after the album came out, April 29th, I was in the hospital for appendicitis. So it was, it was really cosmic and you kind of just like surrender. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't like, yeah. And I mean, I still had no manager, no label. So it was all just like, I could barely, you know, fund the record at that point. Yeah. So, and you, you can't yeah. even support it by playing live. And you know. I actually, the day I went into the hospital, I had a live cause everyone was doing live streams yeah. and I was supposed to perform and celebrate the album live. And I was like, um, my stomach hurts. I don't, I can't do this. I'm going to the hospital. Like that was that day. Yeah. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. It was so intense. I enjoyed listening to that. It's, I will preface this by saying it has a, completely different feel from the the new ep but it's got some great stuff like inside with you has i love the the beautiful slide guitar on that that is i love that song (laughs) oh i love it tired of living on the outside you were on the inside you were so brand new nothing i wouldn't do to get inside with you I love it in star maps another awesome the whole album has this kind of modernized 70s vibe to it which including yeah. even the artwork which I think is really cool thank you yeah um I gotta shout out like rich for producing star maps that's the one track which had a different produ- producer than the other tracks but okay you can name all the stars where they are in the sky When they ask you what you want, we really know why There's always a high that leads to the low And all of these dreams are all that I know And you're so good looking but your heart is weak I can't stand the way you look at me There's a hostage behind your eyes And he's looking at me to set him free 
And Daniel, who did the artwork, but I, we really wanted to go for that. Like Jordan, you know, found the snare that had that uh, kind of late late seventies vibe, and just be really and and Jason on keys. I mean, everyone that was part of it, and I just it was pretty magical. Yeah, it is. I mean, and some of the songs you you definitely have a, a Karen Carpenter quality to your, your singing to the voice. Oh. Thank you. I've been told that like once. That's awesome. Oh man. I can't believe more people haven't said that. It's now (laughs) particularly on that album though. Yeah. The new EP inner child work bit different. And I've got a question about, I guess from the time that came out to new work happening. So with all the lockdown and the frustration, I mean, did you change your writing style at all? Because the songs, sound in the the first album brave bird they sound like singer songwriter folk songs with an accompanying band whereas mm-hmm. inner child work sounds like it was written more f- with a band in mind if that makes any sense yeah it is partially true i would say the difference is with all the soul searching i was able to do uh, in the pandemic i ha- i i just got really connected to the most honest version of myself. So when I made Brave Bird, my dream was, you know, to be like the next Joni Mitchell, which is utterly impossible because (laughs) there's one Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And the, with what I'm making now, it incorporates, of course, that love, but with a much uh, more intense embrace of, uh, who I actually am, where I come from growing up, um, on nineties and early two thousands music. Yeah. This song. And then I found a collaborator in Lincoln parish and writing a lot of those songs here in Nashville, which is where I live now. And when we did demoed them out, they were just big songs, the bigger songs. And so then that's where the full instrumentation kind of comes in. So you moved from LA to Nashville. Uh, was yeah. that, was that for recording for the new album? Or was it, was there more to it than, than that? And, and how did you meet Lincoln in the first place? Yeah. So I had the appendicitis and it kind of changed my life because I'd never been in the hospital and it was really serious and really intense. Yeah. And I came out of it like, I'm going to, I'm going to make everything I need to happen, happen. And, um, I got a manager and my manager linked me with Lincoln okay. um, along with the other writers that I wrote with on the album. And they were all mostly based in Nashville. So I started coming out here driving um, with my best friend wow. um, through the pandemic. So I spent it like almost two months in Nashville throughout the pandemic off and on. Oh, wow. And I fell in love with it. And then I got a record deal. And then because of these demos, and then I, after I made the record, which was October of 2021, uh, decided to move here because I had fallen in love with it. it. The flow here was just like a whole nother level than LA. And I, and I love LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can only imagine the change. I mean, I moved from New Jersey to Alabama and that was rough. But, oh, wow. But <laughs> LA to Nashville's not, I'm not going to say too dissimilar, maybe a little, 
less shocking. I don't know, maybe, but it, no, we have a similar, similar transition. You and I. Yeah. And now I'm, I moved back up to Virginia a few years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 16 years ago now, something like that. So I've been up here a while, but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that change. Yeah. It, it makes a huge difference, but this, all right. So I heard a song that I absolutely loved and I'm not sure if it was just a single or not, but I absolutely love the song Blackbird. We were talking in a cafe about how our father's fathers smashed it down to keep it cool. to choose between two poisons spewing heat or keeping cool how long do we keep cool till we sing from the boughs and sing from the trees sing blackbird bay from the red in your wing though our song it is sweet to you random in like interim single I did with actually Eduardo Rivera who did my first EP um in the in like right before lockdown I think we recorded it like March 9th and lockdown was like March and I just like wow threw it up yeah we just released it randomly I love it that and there's um don't tell me to smile they oh, cool. to me they have a very Brandy Carlisle quality oh, to wow. them. Oh, that's awesome. Well, for anyone listening, don't tell me to smile. We'll come out July 4th, 15th nice. <laughs> um, with the EP. Um, that's kind of like everybody's favorite. You say you don't want to fight Then push until I say that you're right So don't tell me to smile Brandy. Oh, I love Brandy too. I, I got to see her at Bottle Rock last year oh. in the, like in California and was it Sonoma or yeah, I think it's Sonoma. Okay, she she's wine wine country. Yeah, <laughs> she was. It was with the, she was solo and then with the High Women after that, which was amazing. Oh wow, that's I just yeah, I got to see her with just the Hansworth brothers and it was, uh, I mean, it was you know her band and all but it was the high woman that would have been a great show i, I would love to see she, she's such an exquisite performer and musician it's like outrageous you've got this new ep coming out uh inner child works which is five songs dog days in la and to saline waters none of these songs sound the same there, there's it, there isn't it's not like you're hearing three folk songs that you just got so many different styles in this. Uh, don't tell me to smile fine, which I fine or saline waters. I go back and forth between the, those two are my favorite. Now I'm a stone, just like the bones we thought were the sand. 
kind of written at the same time they were written in the like year and a half of the pandemic uh kind of yes kind of no yeah within the same year and a half um yeah and fine i had the pleasure of writing with the incredible lyra lynn i don't know if you know her music but i know you would love it if you love brandy and folk music i'll check it out Um, for sure yeah, she has a new single out called I'm Your Kamikaze, and it's so fucking good. Oh, my oh, God. Awesome. I love the title already. She, she's amazing. Yeah, so I got to, she actually, sing, she's the one singing the harmonies on that. I was just about um, to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's incredible. So, um, and then Saline Waters, I wrote with Lincoln, who produced uh, the EP. Okay. I read about a few other songs that aren't on the EP. So I'm hoping this is a precursor to a full length. It sounds like there may be. <laughs> with another interesting song that I'm dying to hear about or to hear because you had a great co-writer on the song young. Yeah. I mean, Oh God, I, I love that song. Um, I mean, no one listening has heard it. Um, unless including seen, me, <laughs> Yeah, unless seen it live, but, um, yeah, I had more divine providence. Um, my manager had sent my work out to publisher. And of course, Lincoln was one of the writers with, with the company and Lyra. And then the incredible John Paul White of Civil Wars was yeah. also with them. And so those three, I mean, he, they had, I think, blasted kind of my, like Blackbird and my previous work before I started writing this EP to like everyone. And those were the people who kind of like bit and were like, yeah, we, we'd like to write with Alicia. And I, this is before I'd ever really been to Nashville to write like this. And so, wow. Um, John Paul White was one of them and thank God. I mean, we, <laughs> it was, it's magical and it's one of my favorite songs that we, that I've written. Yeah. It's called young. I heard read about young and best hands so I am really excited. Will the songs on the EP possibly be on LP or will it, do you think it would be all different songs? I think that it will probably be the whole bunch of them. Cool. So, oh, yeah. that's awesome. So the, the EP is kind of like a teaser. Yes. Are you out playing shows at this point? Um, I just had a show, um, if you've ever been to Nashville, there's the, the amazing D's lounge. I don't know if you've been there, but I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Pretty magical. I just had a show there a week, uh, two weeks ago. And right now I'm actually knock on wood waiting to hear about a tour coming up. So, Oh, that would be amazing. So maybe, maybe you can make it to DC. Maybe. That would be awesome. So <laughs> I guess to go back a little bit more with all the, the uh, momentum you've been building, 
have your parents been supportive of the whole time or they, were they a little worried about the career path you've, you've taken or how do they feel about it now? Um, Especially well, moving across country. Yeah, I think my parents have been appropriately distant from what I'm doing with my life uh, in a, a way that makes sense for who they are. Okay. Um, this path isn't anything they are familiar with remotely. Um, yeah, yeah, can I imagine? Not, not one one hundredth of a familiarity. Um, so, <laughs> but they are of course happy for me when I tell them there's, you know, like a win in my camp, you know, even though they probably don't understand why or what, you know, like I think maybe when I'm playing like, um, the super bowl, they might get it. (laughs) (laughs) Would you get your duet with McCartney? Yeah. They'll be like, Oh, she's doing well for herself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and that's fine like i don't i i mean there's no that uh bone to pick of and, and again awesome people but that bone to pick is not really there anymore because i understand who they are and and who i am yeah one thing i've noticed about the ep is that there seems to be this theme of needing space particularly with don't tell me to smile mm-hmm. fine dirty hippie it seems to be about the songs seem to be focused on needing space. Is that something that was conscious or did that just kind of creep in subconsciously? I mean, that's one of the most profound things everyone, anyone's ever said to me that's had a chance to listen to this. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think I got my first therapist almost three years ago. And I think probably learning to carve out space for myself was a huge lesson and probably influenced all of my relationships and, and of course the record and all of my realizations and coming to terms and a lot of overdue things. So thanks for noticing that. Oh, well, I've listened to it enough. So <laughs> honestly, it's a great easy EP to listen to. So I just put it on repeat. So, and I try to pay attention. I mean, (laughs) if I'm not paying attention, why am I talking to you? (laughs) What the hell's the point of this? If if I'm not going to (laughs) actually listen to the the stuff, but I'm really, really enjoying the album. Where can people find you online on social media? How can they follow you and hopefully learn about possibly an upcoming tour and by the EP? Yeah, I can't speak on the tour yet because, you know, I'm still, you know how it is. I'm like waiting, but um, I will say anywhere at Alicia Blue Music, A-L-I-C-I-A, Blue Like the Color, Alicia Blue Music, one word, and Spotify, um, just Alicia Blue and um, AliciaBlue.com. Everything's rolling out July 15th. You'll get to hear um, a few more songs than what you've already heard. Wonderful. Well, th- thank you so much for spending some time. I think we, we're getting in just under the wire here with time-wise. So. Thank well, you so much for having me. Looking for pride Through fearful eyes You could run and hide But I'm still on your mind I cannot deny that you'll give
your time and say I'm doing fine. I just need a I can be the one. 